This podcast is brought to you by Presidio Federal and produced in collaboration with IBM and GovExec Studio 2G. Data is the backbone of any transformational software project because without the right data served up at the right time to the right audience, mission outcomes will never be met. That's why data and analytics are a core component of Presidio Federal's cloud offerings. Presidio Federal connects you with IBM's cloud solutions and other advanced technologies built to meet your data needs. Find out more at presidiofederal.com forward slash partners forward slash IBM. Data-driven. It's a buzzword any government or IT leader has heard countless times. And as our world becomes more technology-driven, agencies have at their fingertips the data they need to make more informed decisions. The challenge today, however, is not in gathering that data, but in storing, sorting, analyzing, and nurturing it through the entire data lifecycle so that it can effectively and consistently be transformed into useful insights. So how can agencies build a thoughtful and strategic underlying infrastructure that can enable government IT teams to securely store and manage this data? That's exactly what we'll discuss in this podcast. I'm your host, Troy Schneider, president of GovExec360 and an unabashed data geek. Joining me today to discuss this important topic are IBM's federal ecosystem lead, Catherine White, and Presidio Federal's senior vice president of operations, Brian Johnson. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Troy. It's great to be here. Thanks, Troy. I'm excited to be here. Let's get right to it. Catherine, starting with you, can you give us some insights into how government agencies today are tapping into data to make better decisions? There are many examples where we are using data to make better decisions across all forms of government. It usually happens when there's a great use case and it is made possible or powered by data. However, many times we need to sort of take a step back and understand why this isn't occurring more often and in more impactful ways. And so in our experience, we really have to look at the base foundation. Do we understand what data we have? Do we understand where that data is? What the governance is around it? How we can access it? A lot of work happens to be in just cataloging the existing data, where we're going through what we have, where it is, how to access it, the governance around that, and also importantly, what data we need for which use cases. I'd also say that it begins to uncover skills gaps. And I don't mean only in terms of the data scientists that we need, but also in terms of, okay, we have this data-driven insight. What do we do with it? Catherine, you made some really great points there. I think a recent example would be COVID and the pandemic and how the government was able to utilize data to inform the public, to increase interoperability and integration and comparing data with other agencies, being able to predict where the next hotspots were. On the other hand, you raise a point in the skills gap and not only in the skills gap, but I think we also saw where data was lacking the communication between agencies was often lacking, and it often led to different data outputs between not just our government agencies, but really across the globe. Very good points there, both of you. I may have overstated something in the introduction of talking about it's not about gathering the data, because some of the gathering is still important. Can you both give us some insight into what it takes to turn that raw, unstructured data into useful insights for government's decision makers. What do people not think about that's required behind the scenes? And Brian, we'll start with you on that. First and foremost, it highlights 
our infrastructure and the aging infrastructure that we have, some of the old legacy systems that are still very prevalent throughout government clients. And a lot of times those systems, those platforms are very different between agency to agency. So being able to have that cross-agency awareness and interoperability is very difficult. But the infrastructure, certainly the network, the hardware servers that are in place to enable our ability to take data, ingest it, cleanse it, curate it, and make it useful for better decision-making is all part of that challenge. The challenges that we face are not technology, but technology enables us to do a better job to access the data, to manage the data, to expose the data, to help us create more impact with the data and the insight that we gain. So we do think there's some elements of data fabric or, if you will, an architectural approach to help access the data, whether it's structured or unstructured, whether it's on-prem or in the cloud, a method and an architecture that allows us to enable the more power in the use case and in the data by not having everything have to reside in a central location. And that opens up all kinds of potential use cases for us. There are definitely challenges that have to be tackled. What are some of the sticking points that, in your experience, agencies are coming up against as they attempt to navigate this process? Oftentimes, it can be as simple as silo teams. I mean, how our organizations or agencies are set up. But for sure, it's silo data. I already mentioned some of the different places data could be stored. There could be some tools, gaps that we have, but by and large, if we have the ability, as I mentioned before, to access, manage, and expose the data, the gaps that we see are more in organizational, in the skills and in the culture. What do we do with this? How does it change the way we operate? How does it allow us to be more citizen focused and more impactful in what we're doing? Those are the things that ultimately unleash the power of data and analytics. I think there's just a lack of understanding, especially with the higher levels you go within management. There's a lack of understanding on the best practices and the processes and the policies. Actually understanding how we can make the best use of the data, how we can present that data is a really big challenge. That is where Presidio Federal and IBM in our partnership is able to really help our partners, our clients, because of working together over 20 years with the same clients and being their trusted advisor. A lot of times having started the journey with them decades ago and consistently work with them to improve their systems and be that trusted counsel and help them to understand what they don't know, I think is very important in our clients having the trust that they have, they're working with the right people. I think it's a great way to frame it, Brian, a partnership around data and a partnership that understands the complexities and the unique factors that our government faces, particularly around policy. But not only, there's complexities in the environment that are unique to government. But the idea that we've done it before, 
and that working together, we can be more effective than any one organization or any one partner relationship can achieve on their own. When we work together across the ecosystem, we bring more experience. We have more relevancy to help to accelerate the impact for our government agencies and clients. And quite frankly, that these problems line up to the executive orders that are in place today and so help our agency clients address those faster and better. I want to stay on that topic a little bit. You both spoke to the experience that IBM and Presidio Federal have in this space, but together, those two organizations offer a, something of a unique value proposition to help government agencies. You know, Brian, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Presidio Federal has been in the business for well over two decades in partnership with IBM during that whole time. We like to consider ourselves an engineering-led organization. We actually have a ratio of three to one of engineers and architects to salespeople. And that helps our company-wide belief in how we approach solutions. And that's with an outcome-first mentality. We are often that trusted advisor because of the relationships that we have built with our clients over time. And we look to, especially with IBM and that long-trusted partnership, we look to engage our clients, leveraging our partnership with them. It builds trust. It builds cohesion. It builds the ability to help the customer understand and identify the why and the what. Catherine, anything from the IBM perspective there? Trust in data, and maybe we haven't emphasized that enough, is critical to the desired outcome or the desired impact. But trust in the partnership is as well. A partnership that is proven and trusted in partnership with these data challenges, I think, is a critical success factor to this working. And that's why we're happy that this partnership is aimed in this space to drive the impact that it does. We talked a fair amount about the culture and the people and the organizational structure that's needed. But what about the underlying infrastructure? Is there advice that you can offer to agency and IT leaders of what they need to put in place to really help them securely store and analyze their data? I mentioned previously this notion of a data fabric. There's all different kind of infrastructure out there. The data is everywhere. What we really need is an agnostic architectural approach that will integrate all this data through all the different aspects of the life cycle. It would automate data discovery for us. It would help us with governance. It would help us with consumption. It would help us, Troy, as you open the podcast around getting the right data at the right time, regardless of where it resides. And that fabric, if you will, the visual of that, that would help independent of the infrastructure environment. And I think that really is the way forward in this space. The one thing I would add is helping our customers understand the difference between the IT side in the OT side. The IT side is typically responsible for buying and implementing the infrastructure and the hardware, but the operational side is the one that has to make sense of the data. They're the ones that have to make sense of the decisions that are a product of the infrastructure that was put into place. So getting the IT and the OT side together and talking about the outcomes is very key to not just the infrastructure piece, but to discovering and achieving the desired business outcome. So we've all heard the term analysis paralysis, and there's kind of a corollary to that as organizations try to ramp up their data efforts, which is 
not knowing quite how to structure it and where to focus the efforts in a way that are going to bring real results. I'm wondering if you can speak to how federal IT leaders and federal mission owners can pick the right place to jump in on their data efforts. I think one of the most powerful calls to action I can give to the listener of the podcast is just start. We're all somewhere in this journey and there are complexities at each step in the way. But the important thing around starting is identifying the question, as Brian would say, the outcome that we want to deliver, that we want to achieve. The stakeholders around that, the data owners around that. And we look at something that is both pragmatic when we do that selection and meaningful. We don't just want it to be easy and nobody cares about the outcome, but it has to be pragmatic in that we can identify the data and we know what we're going to do with the outcome in a way that drives organizational value or drives citizen value in our case. And then we test and learn. And it isn't just a test and learn around the analytics. It's around the organization beginning to understand the process so that they feel invested in the outcome and are more likely to use it in terms of the cultural change that we talked about. This pragmatic approach creates organizational momentum, gains more buy-in, delivers proof points, and continues in this test and learn motion that creates more and more capability within the organization and importantly, more and more outcomes. A lot of times our approach is a never ending approach. It's not a life cycle that has a a true beginning and an end. So if you're waiting to look for a solution that has a defined start and a defined finish, then you're really never gonna get going. You need to look for the small wins, capitalize on those small wins, Very good. And I think that's going to have to be the final word, but that's a great point to close on. So Catherine and Brian, thanks to both of you for being here today and sharing your insights with us. Thanks for having us. And thanks to all of you who are listening to this podcast. For more information about how IBM and Presidio Federal can help your agency bring data-driven government to life, visit presidiofederal.com slash partners slash IBM. Again, I'm Troy Schneider on behalf of GovExec. Thank you for being part of today's podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bringing Data-Driven Government to Life, brought to you by Presidio Federal in collaboration with IBM and GovExec's Studio 2G. Today's government leaders are tasked with making critical decisions at the drop of a hat. Make sure your agency is equipped with the technology it needs to make the most of data that can drive well-informed decision-making. Learn more about how Presidio Federal can help you find the right technology for your agency at presidiofederal.com forward slash partners forward slash IBM.